today's kernel is going out to Dan Wood, who might have sent me the nicest message I've ever received on Instagram. So, Dan, I hope you're doing well. Hope you and your family are enjoying the new year and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hey, this is Chris. Hope you're doing well and welcome to Popcorn Finance, the show where we discuss finance and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. Today, we're going to be talking about taxes, which is, of course, everyone's favorite topic. And despite the dread that many of us feel about the thought of finding someone to help you and digging through old receipts, uh, it's, it's still a topic that's just too important to ignore. And these days, there are so many people running their own small businesses, doing gig work on the side that more than ever, we need to be aware of what we're doing and make sure that we're not running into one of the most common mistakes and traps that small business owners or gig workers do. And that is combining your business with your personal finances. And so today to help us through this topic, I'm very excited to be joined by Keela Hill Trawick. She is a CPA and owner of Little Fish Accounting. So Keela, how are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. No, I appreciate you taking some time to join me today. I know uh, it's that we're in that weird period right after the holidays. Everyone's still figuring stuff out, getting ready for the new year. I appreciate you willing to take some time out to join me on here. No problem. So your focus is on small businesses, which I think is perfect for today's topic. And I want to just jump in with why is it so important to not combine your business and your personal finances? Well, for a couple of reasons. The first one is that it makes tracking for your business incredibly difficult. And so one of the things that ends up happening is at the end of the year, which I'm going to advise y'all, do not wait until the end of the year to do this. But as you're looking through your income and expenses and trying to break them out into the right categories, you start when you have the overlap doing this thing of well, that's rent. So that doesn't really go in here. But then these things are business expenses. And this is that one time I went to Target and used the wrong card. So I need to back that out. And so it gets hard to really figure out what's a business expense and what's not. The other thing is that it makes it difficult for you to use um, accounting systems, which are supposed to make your business life easier. And so when you go to connect your account, again, when you're trying to categorize things, you're having to make allowances for the idea that there is potentially expenses in there that shouldn't be. And so if you make this mistake, what type of impact will this have on you when you get ready to go in and start filing your taxes? Yeah, well, first of all, I can say as a tax preparer that we are not pleased. It makes our job <laughs> so much harder than it has to be. Um, I also think that it puts you in a position to really be potentially confused about what are deductions what you're entitled to in terms of tax breaks, because you have things in there that you actually can't take advantage of. The other thing is you could be overstating things. So if you're putting income and expenses into the same account, you could one be accidentally doubling sales, right? So now you're getting taxed twice on the same dollar, or you could be overstating deductions or expenses, which means you're taking advantage of something twice when you should have only gotten it one time. So if you run into those issues, is how difficult is that to fix? If, I, if I've made these mistakes and now I'm all commingled, what, what, what's the impact of that for me? So the first thing you want to do, I say the easiest way is to go old school, pull all of your bank account statements for the year and start highlighting what's business related. And then we have a spreadsheet that we actually give to clients that breaks it out by month and by category so that you can drop those expenses in so that you have almost a very, very simplified version of a P&L. 
all of the income that you made, and then all of the expenses by the categories that we would expect to see on the tax form. That way, you're already eliminating things that shouldn't be in there. The other thing that typically happens is you start getting a sense of that things live in other places. So you start looking at your account and you're like, oh, I also use my credit card this year. So I need to go in there and see what business expenses are living there um, so that you don't get caught up in thinking that everything came in and out of the same main account. Yeah, because I know it, it can be so easy to just get into the habit of pulling out your personal card and like, you know what, I'm just, I just need to get this thing really quick. I need this, this one, you know, um, you know, case of ink for my printer. I need to get this, you know, this meal real quick. Like you, it's so easy to accidentally swap your expenses back and forth that I, I think after a while it just becomes your habit. You just end up doing that nonstop. Every time you go to school, you don't really care which card you're using or which account you're using. Exactly. And our clients, we tend to work with very small businesses. So most of our clients probably have less than 10 or 20 people on staff. And a lot of them are sole proprietors or one person businesses. And so there's this idea that it's all my money. Like it doesn't really matter which account it comes out of. It's all money that I made that I'm storing that just happens to be in this separate account. Um, one, that's not the way the IRS looks at it. They really like when you separate it. <laughs> so that they can see really distinctly what you should have been entitled to. But two, as your business grows and changes and you potentially start thinking about different business entity types, it's easier to make those business habits good ones at the beginning than to try to correct for it later on when you absolutely have to. Okay, no, that, that's good to know. That, and that makes perfect sense. So I, I, I wanted to ask though as well, if I get into trouble and I just get so underwater where I don't know where where to go? Like, I'm like, I've, I almost have a so cool mingle. Where do you start with beginning to break that stuff apart and, and make a make change to move forward for the positive? Yeah. So the first thing is after you do that exercise, right? So you've pulled all of your statements, you know, what's business and what is personal. The second thing is get a separate account. So one thing that I want to say here is that we always tell people to get a separate business account, but let's say you're not there yet, right? You have a business that either you just started or it's not registered or all of those things. You just don't have the paperwork in place to open a business account. The goal is that it's separate. So even if you just go to your bank and you know how they give you those free checking accounts that you can open online, just open a separate one and make sure that all of your business income and expenses are coming through there. Not just your direct payments, but think about if you're getting paid via PayPal or checks Everything that is coming from the business should land in your business account. And then if you need the money because you need to pay yourself or because you need to pay for things, transfer the money from your business account to your personal account and then pay for whatever it is that you need. So get out of the habit of paying for that personal thing because the money's in the business bank account. Instead, you need $250 to pay for something, transfer that $250 to your personal account, then you can spend that however you see fit. You bring me to a topic that I, I was going to ask you next, but before we get into that, we're going to take a quick break. We've been talking about the importance of keeping your personal and business finances separate. And a great tool to help you keep your finances in order is the Square Card, a business debit card that puts you in control of your money. The Square Card is a business debit card that is tied to your Square account and is free to order and there's no hidden fees. The process to sign up is super quick. I actually got mine in just a few days. You can even customize yours with your signature and your business name. As you've heard in our conversation, we have to take tax time very seriously. And SquareCard helps you keep things organized with labels to categorize your transactions to make sure you know what was for your business and what was personal. And this can all be done directly through your Square app. Plus, you can keep tabs on your money with simplified, easy to use reporting. You can download your Square Card transaction report 
to view your expenses and easily balance your books to be ready for tax season. So to sign up and get your custom square card for free, head over to popcornfinance.com slash square card. Again, that's popcornfinance.com slash square card. Keela, when it comes to keeping your finances separate, and I think you, you've already started to touch on this. Um, I know there's a lot of tools out there. Uh, you know, recently I've been partnering with Square and they have a lot of great free options with their Square card. Uh, for you, what do you recommend and how do you go about um, helping small business owners structure their finances? And then I think the question that probably everyone else has is, how do you make sure you're paying yourself as well? Yeah. So the first thing is I tell everyone, no matter what you sign up for with me, where you hear me speak, you will always hear me say, track everything. You want to track every single thing that comes in and out of your account so that you have it for tax time, but also to make strategic decisions about what you're going to do with your business throughout the year. And so we recommend that you signed up for an accounting system. There are several out there, but what you really want is to make sure that one, it will connect with your business account. Say this new checking account that you're going to build. You want to make sure that it's connected there. And two, that you are able to look at financial reports. So looking at your profit and loss statement and seeing where money went. Part of that kind of leads into how you're paying yourself because the way that you're able to pay yourself is partly dependent on your business entity type. So you're a sole proprietor, meaning you either registered as a sole proprietor or you're a one-person business that's out here selling your goods and wares, right? If that's the case, you're taking owner's draws. And that means that you're not able to deduct the money that you're giving yourself. If you make $100 in the business and you pay yourself 50, the IRS is like, we're charging you tax on that whole hundred. It all belongs to you. The difference between that and say an S-corp is that in an S-corp, you're paying yourself as an employee. So just like a quote, regular job, you're taking payroll taxes out of your check every two weeks or month or whenever you pay yourself. And then you get a W-2 at the end of the year. This is going to be especially important because that allows you to deduct it from the expenses. So in the example that I just gave, if the business makes $100 and you pay yourself 50, 50 of that is on your W-2. The other 50 still gets taxed as income tax, but you don't have additional payroll taxes like Medicare and Social Security. In either case, you want to make sure that you have separate accounts because you want to make a distinction between the money that belongs to the business and the money that belongs to you. So that as you start building your business to a place where maybe you are paying yourself as an employee, those, again, good habits are already in place. Oh, thank you, Keila. That, uh, to me, that makes way more sense. So thank you for breaking that down for me. And I, I, I have so many more questions that I want to ask you. I know there's so many other questions that the people listening probably want to ask as well. But we're at the end of the show here. So before we go, could you let people know where can they find you? Where can they reach out to you if they want to learn more, if they want to work with you, if they want to just ask you some more questions? Uh, where should they go? Absolutely. So you can find us on the internet. Our website is littlefishaccounting.com. We're active on social, on Instagram, especially at littlefishaccounting. Um, and we have a podcast, Fish Food, where we try to give you bite-sized accounting advice so that you can run your businesses at a level above zero. Um, and you can find that wherever you listen to your other podcasts, including this one. Oh, I love that. That's one. That's a great name for a, for a podcast. I love it. <laughs> I'll make sure I put all this in the show notes. If anyone wants to reach out to you uh, and learn more about what you're doing, maybe even work with you, uh, they can do that easily, especially if they're driving or, you know, at the gym or doing, well, probably not at the gym right now. <laughs> I, forgot, right. I forgot where we are in the world right now. <laughs> at your home you're, gym. If you're at your home gym, you can check it out. So Keila, thank you so much. I really appreciate the time. And thanks for sharing some information on how people can better manage and separate their, their finances. No problem. Happy to do it. That boy keep it popping like Mary Poppins.